listeners, welcome to Solid Saturdays, where we take a moment just to have a casual conversation that flows from the heart of God. Listen, this conversation will inspire you and you will receive prayer that will empower you to have a solid weekend and an even better week. Now get ready because we're about to dive in. All right, so we are back for another episode of Solid Saturdays with Miss Angela. Yes, y'all, we are still talking about worshiping weed. And like I said last week, we're going a little deeper. So y'all ready for it? All right, let's go ahead and dive in. So I want to ask you this. How does smoking weed affect our worship or affect worship to God? Or does it even affect worship to God? It does affect worship because the first question you ask, like, what is worship? The weed is the, that's the worship. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know about anybody else, but I know for me, I was more focused on the weed. You know, whenever I would come home and visit, you know, family and stuff, I knew how to turn that switch on. Yeah. You know, and do. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we all do. Let's just tell yes. the truth. <laughs> if y'all grew up in the church, y'all know. Yes. <laughs> Come back down to visit your parents, your grandma. You know how to turn it off real quick. Quick, yes. I don't know, but we got a new generation that's a little more bold. But go ahead, Angela. Yes. Okay, well, my body would be at church. I would be there. I would see everybody. I can I can sing. I can, you know, hear the sing. I can sing along. But in my mind, my mind is nowhere near. It's not even there. My mind is focusing on, all right, so church get out at 12. So at 12, I know my girl coming to pick me up. We're going to drive back to Tallahassee. The minute we get there, I'm going to call up my homeboy. He going to, and like, that's what's going on in my mind. It's when I'm going to go and get high again. You're not a hundred percent involved and really focused, you know, what's going on, praising and giving glory to God. You might be doing it on the outside. It looked like it, but on the inside, like I said, your mind is nowhere near. Is yeah. is not even your mind is nowhere near where your body is at that moment. Correct. That Correct. is crazy. But you know what? If we just think about it, a lot of people go to church, their mind ain't at church. The body is there, but their mind is on whatever has their attention. Correct. And whatever. it it amazes me that like even when you're in church, in your mind, you're thinking, How am I gonna get my next fix? Oh, you're, yep, when? Yeah. Yeah. When am I going to get my next fix or really how? Because you're saying, okay, my girl going to pick me up and we're going to, I'm going to call up my boy and you know, this is how it's going to happen. So really, you really didn't even give God a chance to do what he needs to do in you. So it's not, it's not the act of you going to church because some of you may be saying, well, I tried going to church, you know, to get delivered, but nothing happened. But the mind is where it needs to take place first. You have to get your mind off of that. The Bible speaks about worship, true worship to God. Romans 12. Angela, am I going into your notes? Not at all. You know, you're the minister on today. Amen. (laughs) (laughs) So Romans 12, it talks about presenting your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing unto God. For this is our reasonable act of worship. So how do we do it? Be ye transformed by the renewing of our mind. So the only way that you can live a life of worship is for you to be transformed by renewing your mind. 
So whether it's you smoking weed, you drinking alcohol, you having sex, because some of y'all in church thinking about the person that's sitting on the other side of the church, how you going to sex them once you get out of church? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Shut> <laughs> <up>. <laughs> Listen, you can't go to church with the expectation of, OK, God is going to deliver me, but you're not doing what you need to do to go through the transformation by renewing your mind because your body can be one place, but your mind is another place. And the Lord needs your mind to be on board. Well, he could really yeah. do it without that because he can just side swipe you. But, you know, why does it have to come to that? Why can't we just prepare <laughs> ourselves like, OK, I want to be delivered for real, for real. So I'm going to resist. That's what the Bible says. First, it says submit to God, resist the enemy and he will flee. So that means every temptation. I don't have to succumb to it if I submit to God, meaning live a life of worship. I love what you say. Basically, weed is becoming an idol yes. because it has your attention. Mm-hmm. And I was also doing some research because if y'all don't know, I've never smoked weed. That's one thing I haven't done. So I don't know the effects of weed. So I had to do my own research. And, you know, that's why I had to have my girl come on here. I know a lot of people, Listen. but I, I had to bring my girl along. Gotcha. But there was also something saying that for some people, it increases anxiety. Yes, it does. I've had an experience. Now, it probably should have, I should have stopped then, but I didn't. But I've had other friends who have told me that it increased their anxiety. Like they just went into a full on panic attack, you know? Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, it can, it can most definitely do that. Yeah. One of my homeboys, he was telling me the other day because I was walking into my apartment and y'all, let me just say, I live in a good neighborhood, but that don't matter because as I was walking into my apartment, I smelled weed. And one day I was talking to my homeboy. I'm like, I'm so tired of smelling this weed. <laughs> I was like, I, who is smoking in my building? <laughs> <laughs> who is it yeah and, um, we got on the topic of smoking weed and he smoked weed and he said that it affects people differently but his experience was he thought he was going to die the first time he smoked weed because he felt like his heart was beating out of his chest and so I asked him I said well did you smoke again and he's like yeah I smoked again because everybody else was smoking I just knew <laughs> what to expect so I'm like, you going to kill yourself <laughs> to try to fit in. No, don't sign me up for that. Don't sign me up for that at all. I know we're going to get a lot of feedback on this because like he said, everybody's experience is different. But the bottom line of it all is that it is a conflict between you saying you worshiping God and you smoking weed. Correct. Because let me just ask you this. When you get into a tight situation, what are you going to go to first? you're going to go to the weed. It's going to take you to that place where you don't have any cares of the world, you know, on your shoulders. It relieves you of that. So you're going to go to the weed first. Your wife getting on your nerves, your husband getting on your nerves. What you going to go to? Your children getting on your nerves. What you going to go to first? You ain't going to go to pray. If you smoke weed, you're going to go to the weed. It's just like an alcoholic as well. Now, that's one thing I did. I did drink. But Mm -hmm. when I was going through one of the toughest times one of the toughest times of my life, I found myself getting drunk and it takes you to that place where, well, for me, I was just like really, really goofy. I was a mess, y'all. But it became a place that I went to before I even approached God. So weed can become an idol, which makes it conflict with what you're saying about, oh, I can worship and I can smoke weed. No, you can't. Now, no condemnation against anybody because deliverance is a process, but you have to be willing to be delivered. And 
to be willing to be delivered means that you're going to have to have some type of self-control or discipline. Let me just say that discipline until God finishes the work. And also within that discipline, you got to have accountability. So for you, at what moment did your eyes open to the truth of what God thinks about you? Because you didn't like the place that you were in. So let's just talk about that. Let's not focus so much on the act, because I think, too, in the kingdom of God, the church, we focus on the act and we don't focus on the root of the act. So we're not going to focus on, okay, smoking weed is a sin. Nah, there was some void in your life that caused you to smoke weed. There's some void in your life, people of God, that caused you to fornicate and drink. I told Mm -hmm. y'all I was going through it and I drank. So we're not going to focus on the sin. We're going to focus on the root thing. So at what moment did your eyes open to the truth of what God thinks about you? At the time, I could see how it was God. I thought, you know, it was just me. I just wanted to just stop. But um, I want to say it was 2015, 2016. Why did you stop? Two reasons. Number one, I stopped because you have to know that you want to change. You have to be willing to do that. When I moved to Orlando, I was like, okay, we're not doing that no more. Things are going to change. But I wasn't fully delivered yet. I went back to it when I moved to Orlando. That is good. So you changed locations, but it was correct. You still addicted. Correct. So I found myself back in it again, doing it again. So I, I was tired. I was done. I was like, Angela, okay, I'm seeing a cycle. You were doing it in Tallahassee. Now you done moved and brought it with you. This can't be it. This is not the life that, number one, that I want. And this ain't the life that God, I know God don't have for me. So something has to, something has to change. I came to terms with it. I noticed the cycle was still continuing. And two, what made me really put a fork in and say it was done was my job. They do random drug tests. That'll get you. Who are you telling? <laughs> I always say it was nothing but God. Um, because at the time, I think I had stopped smoking maybe like two or three weeks. My manager was like, oh, Angela, you know, come, come with me, whatever. So I'm like, not thinking nothing of it. And I'm like, okay, cool. You know? Mm-hmm. And he was like, okay, so we can do a um, drug test. If I could turn pale. <laughs> <laughs> I just started sweating. I was like, Lord Jesus, I can't lose my job. Not over this. Like, this is not why I'm about to lose my job. So I did a drug test or whatever. And um, after that, I was like, okay, yeah, I'm done. But that's such a real thing where you're saying that that was not who you were. Correct. It's not who you are. So you had to make the change. And actually, you made the change. You said about two, three weeks before they did that drug test. Mm-hmm. Look at the Lord. Look at God. Right? <laughs> Who you telling? Who you? I was like, see, won't he, won't he open your eyes? The all Bible the says that he is Jehovah Jireh. He sees and grants provision. So <laughs> he saw Angela, and he saw that drug test. He said, yes. "Angela, let me open your eyes today." Yes, there's a drug <laughs> test coming up. <laughs> yes, and you need that job. Correct. Amen. Praise (laughs) the Lord. (laughs) No, but it's a real thing, y'all. If you know God is opening your eyes, don't ignore him. And the Bible says, grieve Holy Spirit. And then you'll end up regretting because you were disobedient because what he's doing is he's trying to protect you. Mm -hmm. You know, it's easy to do things our way because majority of the time our way makes sense to us. But Proverbs talks about this. So y'all need to read Proverbs because 
it talks a lot about that and how our ways can lead us to destruction. Not only that, the Bible also talks about if there's anybody that we need to trust, it needs to be God because his ways are not like ours and his thoughts are higher than ours. So naturally, we're not going to understand why God is telling us to do the thing that he is telling us to do because his thoughts are higher than ours. Meaning that that understanding, we can't grab it because Mm -hmm. those are God thoughts. Those are God thoughts and God thoughts are sent with provision and protection for you. And here's proof of that because when you were in your sin, guess who died for you? And that was Mm -hmm. only because God loved us so much that he decided to send his only son for us. Why? To provide and to protect us for us. Everything that God does is for us. It's for our good. We quote the scripture all the time that all things are working together for the good of them that love God and are called according to his purpose. But do we really believe it? Because if you sitting there reading your Bible and smoking weed, how can you smoke weed and say, <laughs> you know, because it, if smoking weed really brings you to another place, then how will you know that God is speaking to you? And if you Correct. think God is speaking to you, it ain't God, baby. I'm going to tell you right now. Mm-mm. It ain't God. It's, it's it something ain't. else. Mm-hmm. It's something What's else. That? It ain't God. Because God doesn't need any enhancements to his word. Can I say that again? God don't need anything to enhance his word. It's powerful by itself. The Bible says that it's alive. It's powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. It's able to divide even the thing that is the closest, like the bone and the marrow. Those things are so close. How can you divide that? But the Bible can divide that. So why do you need weed to enhance the... You can't Mm. enhance God's word. No. Period. Angela, can you give some wisdom to the people that may find themselves where you once were? And what are some steps that they can take that will guide them towards healing? Number one is they have to be true and honest with themselves. Put a period right there and let's say it again. They have to be true and honest with themselves if you know you want to stop this, if you know you want to stop smoking weed. And once you do become honest, you're going to have to distance yourself and definitely find somebody that you can trust, that you can be open and honest with. If you got five good friends and all five of your good friends smoke, honey, I'm sorry to tell you, you're going to have to remove yourself from all those friends because all it's going to do is just constantly bring that back up and you're going to see that. Find someone that you can trust. That's real good. And you can say that removing yourself, even if it's from those five friends, those only five friends that you have, you could say that it was worth it. It, most definitely it was worth it and I will say removing yourself I know it might it's not gonna be easy you definitely might feel lonely you're gonna have to be careful with that and not to allow the enemy to mess with your head because I know for me I felt like I was alone and whenever the enemy will try to put in my head that now they're gonna be thinking that you're better than them playing with your mind you're gonna have to really just be like no block that what helped me was to getting involved with the church like truly wholeheartedly and you guys know what involved in the church means what involved in the church means doesn't mean just going to church involved in the church means that you are connected to the church so much so that the church becomes your community so you may have Mm -hmm. lost those five friends 
but you gain a whole community because of Correct. how connected you are to the church and serving God's people. So it fills that void. And this, yes. that's really what God wants for all of us. Like we look for what we need in all these things that are only temporary because they are connected to the earth. You know, the Bible talks about things on the earth is temporary, but things of God are eternal. And things of God includes people like your brothers and your sisters in Christ. Like mm-hmm. when we connect by the spirit, that is something that is eternal, something that will last for a lifetime. So Proverbs chapter 17, verse 24 talks about those that are perceptive go for wisdom while those that are foolish, their eyes are always roaming to the ends of the earth. And what that means is whatever the earth has to offer that's what those that are foolish are taking. They're taking everything at surface level. While those that are wise, they are perceptive, meaning they have understanding. They want deeper understanding of things. They don't just take everything that's thrown at them. If something is thrown at them, then they're like, okay, I need some more understanding. Let me look deeper in this because somehow this is going to be attached to my purpose. Somehow I have purpose in this. So it's the same thing. You have to realize that there is a deeper meaning to those that you are connected in the church. So it is worth you being involved in the church. And why do you think the devil is fighting you so bad not to go to church? I mean, what's the worst thing that can happen? Because we create these scenarios in our mind where, oh, all pastors ain't good. The devil is a liar. My pastor, she's phenomenal. You guys don't know what you're missing out on. When you allow those thoughts to guide your life, you can't allow those thoughts to guide your life because you'll miss out on blessings. There's nothing but yes. the enemy trying to keep you away yes. from the blessing and your deliverance. Most and definitely. You realize that the more that you are alone, the more you're going to gravitate towards weed, sex, mm-hmm. alcohol, drugs, because yep. you're looking for that fulfillment that can only be fulfilled in the church. I said it. Drop the mic. <laughs> Y'all feel what I'm talking about. And that was from Holy Spirit because that wasn't a part of what we were talking about. But somebody needs to hear that because there needs to be restoration in the church. And the truth of the matter is that we need you. The body of Christ needs you. And speaking of that, Angela, can you tell us maybe how the kingdom of God, the church, can create a place for more people who are struggling in this area where they're still smoking weed or you know, they feel like there's nothing wrong with smoking weed, how can we create a place of safety for people coming forward with their struggles and them being healed from it? When somebody does come with their um, hurt, turmoil, baggage, have empathy for them. Definitely let them know that they're not alone, but that God loves them. They got, he truly does love them and he wants them to, for them to be delivered. No judgment. Just let the let the person come yeah. fully as they are. Kind of like let God do the cleanup. Correct. <laughs> let God do it. That's God's job anyway. You mm-hmm. know, as you were talking, it reminded me of the scripture where Jesus ignored the religious people because you know it's only religious people that yes. try to expose yes the sin of people to make them feel bad about it but when the religious people brought that woman that was caught in sin y'all jesus ignored the religious people and when the religious people left guess who jesus talked to he talked to the woman yep right we can't be looking to expose sin let god do that Mm -hmm. 
let God do that. We have to learn just to do our part and allow God to do his part. Good stuff. So before we pray, let's just think about these scriptures. First Corinthians 10 31, it says, wherefore, therefore ye eat or drink or whatsoever ye do, do all to the glory of God. Do all to the glory of God. In first Corinthians 6 12, all things are lawful unto me, but all things are not expedient, meaning that all things are not beneficial to me. All things are lawful to me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. When you smoke weed, you are brought under the influence. It may be lawful, but are you under the influence? If you are, then it's not beneficial to you. We need to be influenced by Holy Spirit. All right. Well, before we go, I want you to lead us in prayer. Okay. So, Father God, we come to you now with open and humble hearts, saying we love you. We give you all the praise, glory, and honor. And we want to say thank you for loving us and allowing us to see another day, giving us breath in our bodies. We know it is you who protects, guides, and keeps us from all hurt and harm every single day. And for that, we want to say thank you again. Lord, we come now asking for forgiveness. Forgive us from all the evil things we said, did, thought of, even the things we consciously did but were not aware of. Lord, I ask that you shed light on those things so we will not sin against you. God, I come now and I'm asking for prayer for my brothers and sisters who want to stop smoking. For the ones who say, I want to quit, but it's so hard that I do not know how. God, they are dealing with so much anxiety, hurt, anger, depression, and pain that they do not know where to start. And I come now against every demonic spirit that tries to make your people think that they're too far away from you. The devil is a liar. God, we both know you never love. You're just right there waiting on them to say with an open and sincere heart, God, here I am. Take me as I am and heal my brokenness and you will immediately start the work on the inside. I come against that spirit of shame and guilt that would try to make your people believe that if they quit smoking and change their surroundings, that they will lose those close friends that are like family or close loved ones. But God, we both know that it is not about those people. It is about their healing and their relationship with you, Father. Lord, I know it will not be easy because the minute they separate themselves, it may seem like they are on a deserted island all alone. But once again, I say the devil is a liar. In order to be healed, God will have to separate you from the ones who mean you harm and put the ones who see the good in you and will pull that good out of you. God, I ask that you put them in connection with the right people who know and love you, someone they can trust, who know that God is about good relationship. God, I ask that you will open their eyes so they can see that they were never alone. I pray, Lord, that they get connected with the body of Christ who teaches your word straight from the Bible. Like you say, you magnify your word above your name. I know it will not be easy, but I pray that my brothers and sisters stay true and committed to their healing 
to you, Father, and your word. And I believe that that you will continue to guide them, that you will continue to protect them from all hurt and harm that tries to come their way. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. 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 We thank God for you, Angela. Thank you so much for doing this and giving us that powerful prayer. I pray that y'all receive that prayer with your heart. One thing about Angela is that she's very genuine and authentic in what she does. So I know and I felt that prayer from my heart. So I pray that you also had an open heart to receive. As we go forward in this series, I pray that our ears would be open to what the harvest needs so that we can work to get the harvest. Because there's a harvest out there, y'all. There's a Mm -hmm. harvest out there. So Angela, would you mind sharing with everybody how they can get connected with you or follow you on social media? Yes, um, my Instagram it is Angela, N-E-L underscore I-T. And my Facebook is Angela Renee. Well, thank you again, Angela. I've enjoyed this time where we just sat and discussed real topics. Yes. Thank with you. With the thank word you for of me. God. Yes. Thank it was you for a pleasure having, having you. Well, y'all, this is it for today's episode. It is my prayer that you've gotten some prayer and some inspiration. And because I know that we serve a gracious and a loving and a kind God and a faithful God, He gives me confidence that you did. So, you know what? I have no doubt that you will surely have a solid Saturday. See y'all next time.